she went another 15 miles on fumes. She told me to sell, so we're gonna go on a date. She and me, her and I, me and her. Well, Dad, we were kind of hoping to save that till after dinner. No, no, I want to hear about it now. Maxine said if they needed help, they would give me a call. <laughs> no, you're leaving. You want to know why? Because I got ya. I'm amazed at how that boy could stand in my kitchen in front of my face and lie to me like that. I'm going to stand up to Mrs. Huxtable. Well, I don't think you want to do that. Your wife won't let you do anything. Hi. My name is Miriam Temeskin, and this is the Black TV Show Podcast, currently talking about the Cosby Show Season 3. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 49 with the first episode of season 3, which is the Cosby Show Season 3, episode 1, Bring Him Back Alive. Uh, it's crazy, we are on season 3. Um, not, I wouldn't say this was my favorite season, but, uh, really great episodes from this, uh, season. Um, the one notable thing I gotta say about season three is that Felicia Rashad is, uh, mostly pregnant throughout the season. I believe, uh, once we have hit the halfway point, I think by then she gives birth. Uh, but, uh, besides that, and also we're gonna see how they make tricks in ways of hiding her pregnancy so welcome back to the podcast this is we are in season three now and uh so the things that have changed for this season is that the season's opening sequence which you actually heard at the beginning of this podcast of course you couldn't see it because this is a audio podcast uh features the cast dancing to latin jazz in a gray and blue room once again, Bill Cosby is seen at the end of the credits dancing to the music as the production credits appear at the end. Uh, he ch- quickly turns his head and looks into the camera before the sequence fade to black. To uh, And there's two versions to this uh, theme were, were used. However, the season three themes uh, long version has some part cuts out uh, instead of the different composing versions of that theme. Also, I want to mention that Felicia Rashad was pregnant throughout much of this season, so the crew had to hide her stomach for most of the season using such uh, devices as uh, staging the character standing behind a kitchen counter or lying in bed under the covers. Take a listen from um, the 2002 uh, The Cosby Show Looking Back uh, special that... Uh, Felicia talking about how they had to hide her pregnancy. Disguised pregnancy is very interesting. Why are these bags blocking her? Stop it. It's amazing how creative people become. There was a scene that I played behind a giant teddy bear for no apparent reason whatsoever. The kitchen counter was raised about um, four or five inches, and there was a hole cut in the mattress in the master bedroom, and I would fit down into the hole <laughs> so as to disguise this pregnant belly that I had. Ladies and gentlemen, baby stomach. Bye. <laughs> Next week we have a car in here. <laughs> so you see, it's right there. Uh, I would say they did a great job hiding it. Um, for many, many years, I did not know that she was pregnant during that season. 
um, until like maybe in the last 10 years that I noticed or like I, I started noticing and being like, why was there always so many things in front of her? Like, and if you see her in season one and two, you know, she was always wearing tight fitted clothes. So, and then now it's a, you see a lot of her outfits being, they're more not, they're not fitted anymore. They're more baggy and all that. So I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Um, for this episode in particular, uh, this episode aired September 25th, 1986. But they probably filmed this in July or August, so she would have been either four or five months pregnant, so she would have been not showing as much. I wouldn't assume she was uh, she was showing right away at that point. So uh, at some parts of the episode, you know, she's just standing still with nothing covered her stomach, but the clothes is so baggy that you don't even notice that she has a belly. So, But later on, there's tricks that they had to do in order to really hide it until she was nine months pregnant uh, with her daughter, um, Condola, who is also an actress. Uh, I believe her recent work has been on Billions. Never seen that show myself, but she is a beautiful woman um, and she's really falling into her mother's footsteps. Uh, so we're going to get back to this episode and we will talk about this bring him back alive uh not my favorite episode uh not really into insects i'm not i'm scared of snakes just like claire huxtable is and rudy huxtable and vanessa huxtable is uh so we start in the uh, kitchen and cliff is cooking making his weird noises he's slicing some celery and rudy comes in and asks where her red t-shirt is and cliff says it's in the dryer rudy asks uh can you go bring it up for me and like cliff is like no you can go get it yourself and she's like all right you know i got and then at the same time cliff says uh while you're down there can you fold all the laundry and rudy says i have to do everything and you know cliff is saying that's just part of growing up basically it's just a pitiful life and so theo and cockroach come home into the kitchen and they you know we find out that Cockroach is having a party that will be so dynamic and it will be Theo, Cockroach, and 20 of the most beautiful women at school and they they have to be invited as Hyde Voltage women. What does that even mean? Like, and they're talking about like electricity and all that stuff and I'm like, what is that? I don't know what that means. Um, so I, I, that's it. It's like, a, it's like them talking about burgers, um, in that, uh, Shakespeare episode. Like what is with this terminology here? So Cliff, uh, says, all right, Theo, um, I thought, uh, you're, you know, going steady with Tanya. By the way, nowadays we don't say st steady or st steady. <laughs> we usually say boyfriend, girlfriend, dating, uh, it's so weird to like hear when you're watching the series and they say, you know, I'm going steady with this person. I wonder when the that terminology of going from steady to dating to boyfriend, girlfriend change. Um, why, di why did it change? Um, for people that were raised in the 80s, let me know. I would, I would love to know because you it was very big deal in the Cosby show I felt like when they kept talking about steady I don't know I can't think of other shows where they said steady um but like they don't even say dating like it's it's weird and so well Tanya will be out of town so you know Theo's 
good, you know, and, and Tanya won't mind, you know. Of course she will mind. What are you talking about? You're going to be with 20 of the most beautiful women? I would mind. Okay, Theo? No, no, no. This is a no-no. Even if she's out of town, that's a no-no. And so Theo says uh, he's doing this for Cockroach, you know. Uh, and he says, you know, if if Cockroach invited all guys, he would still be there. And Cliff is like, look at look at my face. Tell me with without smiling. And, and say that again. And he tries to say it again, but he starts laughing. He literally spits in Cliff's face. And Cliff says, you know, Theo cannot tell a lie without laughing. <laughs> um, I feel like, for me, I can't tell a lie. I, like, if I start having tears, I feel like that's when you can tell something is up. Uh, I don't know, laughing. Because if it's something serious, I guess this is not really a serious topic. So I guess, yeah, you would laugh about it. And all of a sudden, we hear Rudy screaming, ah, you know, um, I can't scream. I don't want to, you know, wake up the neighbors here. And she's in the basement, you remember, for getting the laundry. And she comes up and she's like, snake, snake, snake. And she starts freaking out. Like, she's just like, there was a snake, there was a snake. And like, Cliff was like, are you just trying to get a away from of doing laundry like she's she's trying to avoid it and she's like no no no, i actually saw a snake and so cliff tells theo and cockroach to go check the basement and so the uh cliff and rudy go into the living room and you know vanessa's like what's going on and you know they talk about the snake uh, the snake and cliff tells uh, vanessa to get the reptile uh book who has a reptile book first of all i i don't but I get again. This is the '80s. There was no Google at the time. Cause if I want to Google something, I could. Or if I want to look look up a reptile, I just Google. So I I wonder, like, was that a thing in the '80s where because there was the no there was no internet and you wanted to know a lot about info about certain things, would you have a whole bunch of books about certain topics? I want to hear from you guys. Let me know if that was a thing. I remember, um, and I, I shouldn't say remember, I still have it at my parents' house. So we, ha we have, like, from A to Z of this book. It's crazy. And I'm like, and we still have it. Um, although I, most of the stuff that's in there is probably inaccurate. But I guess this is just the way life was, you know, without Google, without having your phone and you just type in, uh, you know, a subject. So we... Uh, so Vanessa gets the the book, um, and like first of all, Vanessa was like, "Are you serious?" And uh, Cliff like blinks at her, you know, "I'm very serious," you know, like he's just blinking, like doing his eye winks. And so uh, Rudy goes through the reptile book, and she points at a snake, and uh, Cliff looks at it. He's like, "What?" She picked. An anaconda that lives in Brazil that's 25 feet long and weighs 200 pounds. How does that even get into a house? <laughs> Let alone, like, if it says that it is from Brazil, how does it get to New York City? Um, I, I wanted to, since I have Google, you know, since I've been talking about Google, I wanted to look up what actual anaconda is first of all when i think of anaconda i think about the song from Nicki minaj my anaconda don't my anaconda don't my anaconda don't want none of this unless you got buns hun <laughs> so 
Sorry, that was so bad. But um, so like anaconda is, well, apparently it's green. Uh, so a green anaconda, also known as a giant anaconda, is a bora species found in South America. It is the heaviest and one of the longest known extinct uh, snake species. Uh, and it's non-venomous constructor. That's what it says on Google. Uh, yes, I would freak out if that was in my basement. Uh, I would not live in this house. <laughs> and so, you know, Cliff says, you know, I don't think this snake lives in the United States. And Rudy says, you know, it might come for a visit. <laughs> no, it won't. Okay, Rudy? And so Theo and Cockroach come and they says, oh, we saw the snake. It's small and greenish brown, you know? And Vanessa's like, does it look poison? And Theo's like, I didn't ask it. <laughs> well, of course, it's not going to communicate with you about if it's po going to give you poison, okay? And so Cliff asks Theo if he can check the rep rep reptile book to see which snake it is. And he says it's a garden uh, snake. It's, they're harmless. And all of a sudden, Cockroach starts talking about the time he saw a movie once where a, la a lady lived in an cr old creepy house. On one stormy night, a snake jumped uh, at her her and wrapped around her head and Vanessa chimes in and be like yeah I heard I saw that movie too and it was jumping and gagging all over her rolling on the floor and Rudy starts like jumping onto Cliff like squeezing him to the point where he's like basically choking and he's like Vanessa and then Vanessa's like well it didn't hurt the woman uh it did okay don't lie Vanessa the way you explained the whole story basically the the woman died because it was choking and gagging her, okay? And so Rudy says, you know, I want to kill the snake. And uh, Cliff was like, we're not going to do that. We're, we'll catch it. And then, you know, let it out. And Cliff says, you know, I'm going to be Cliff. Bring him back alive, Huxtable. We'll catch the snake. Um, I didn't understand. By the way, that's the title of this episode, the bring him back again, uh, alive. Um, I didn't understand... <laughs> As I said, I was born in the 90s. Um, I didn't understand the title of this episode, so I looked it up. And so the title of the TV series is called Break Him Back Alive. And this uh, aired in 1982. So this is an actual TV show. So they took the name of the title of this TV show as the title of this episode. Uh, it's Frank Bunk. Frank Buck is a big game trapper and collector of wild animals who work out of the raffles work out of the raffles hotel bar in Singapore during the 1930s and fighting a range of villains of pre-war Malaya. So that's where the title of this episode comes from. So uh, and he asks Theo to help him catch a snake. So Cliff. Uh, uh, tells Cockroach, can you watch Rudy while this is happening? So we go to the basement, uh, and I feel like this is the first time we've seen the basement set. I just realized that. I don't recall in season two, and definitely not season one. I might be wrong, but let me know if that... I think this is the first time we see it. And we'll, of course, see it so many times throughout the series. We're in the basement, and Cliff and, Cl and Theo... Cliff and Theo are there, and Cliff asks Theo where he saw the snake, and he says he saw it by the dryer, and Theo's like, you can tell he's afraid of the snake. He's just, like, trying to 
like push Clef closer to it and like try to go backwards. Theo tricks Clef with a rope that looks kind of like a snake and throws it at Clef and Clef like freaks out and like Clef is like stop joking let's find the snake and Theo sees the snake and scares him and tries to push Clef towards it and Clef is like don't push me don't push me okay and so Clef says to Theo get that pillowcase and we're gonna get the snake uh but Theo is too scared to be the one to catch the snake and he's like it might jump into my face so Cliff switched positions and Theo is the one who lifted up the dryer and he freaks out because the snake went through in between his legs and Cliff says we have to get rid of this um snake before it climbs the stairs and Theo says no snakes can't climb stairs it's a scientific fact how do you how do you know it's a scientific fact <laughs> That, that that doesn't seem right. So Cliff uh, says, "Okay, we need to f still find the snake." And Cliff wanted to prank uh, Theo back for what he did, and he throws he just throws something in the air to make uh, which makes like a bunch of noise. And Theo like runs to the stairs, and of course Theo finds out it was it wasn't the snake. He just threw something to the to the wall. And we cut to the living room where Rudy and Cockroach are playing rock, paper, scissors. My favorite game as a child. Um, and uh, Peter comes to the door. He rings the doorbell and uh, Cockroach lets Peter in. And while they're, Rudy and Peter are going up the stairs, uh, Rudy mentions to Peter that there's a snake in the house. And he, uh, instead of going running to the bedroom, he runs back down and leaves the house and good thing for Cockroach, he didn't close the door. And uh, you know, Peter left the <laughs> left the house. That's just like the quickest like appearance on a show, I swear. I that was like not more than thirty seconds on a show for him to like such a good workout for Peter Costa who plays Peter. Um you know, you just all you got to do is run back and forth. I feel like that's if I was to act, I think that's what I would do without lines, but like not be an extra, but like just have a few lines and then I just run around and then that's it. Um, and so we end act one and we go into act two and Rudy and Cockroach are playing trucks and all of a sudden Claire and Denise come in and like Cockroach stops doing it to look professional because you know you remember from season two he has a crush on Denise because apparently she's a ma major burger. Um, and at this moment, we see Felicia, uh, is hiding her pregnancy by holding her, which is the first prop, is holding a large blue, uh, gift box, and I think it said Latham on, on the box, and, uh, as I said, we're gonna, I'm gonna try to find all the things that they, all these props that they have to use to cover her pregnancy, and so then Rudy tells Claire that there's a snake in the house, and, uh, you know, daddy's gonna go catch it. Clef comes in and he says, I didn't catch it. I, and Claire is like, what's going on? Clef is like, there's a snake in the house. And, uh, you know, Rudy's kind of scared and all that. And so Claire says, you know, to Rudy, like, maybe the snake left the house. Uh, and, like, Clef just, like, looks around and be like, yeah, right. That's, that's not the case. We didn't catch it. And Claire tells Rudy, like, don't get worried about this tired-looking snake. <laughs> She's just like, and so Claire says, you know, I need to talk to you, Clef. So they go into the kitchen and all of a sudden Claire freaks out. She's like, I want this out of my house. Like, I can't like, and like she closes the basement door because I guess she's afraid that the snake will come up. And she's like, uh, like, I need this out of the house. And like Clef starts laughing. Like, didn't you tell the baby uh, that 
like don't worry about the snake and you know claire was like i told it to for rudy's sake and claire tells cliff like don't laugh at me like uh if you love me you will catch the snake claire says you better find the snake if like if he wants her to stick around (laughs) like so is she gonna divorce cliff if the snake is uh, if, the, if he can't find the snake is that what she means uh, that's pretty sad that's the um, the saddest excuse for a divorce um and so cliff so apparently at 12 years old cliff threw rubber snakes at her and she was like i didn't like it you know and apparently that was his way of showing her that he he loves her or her i guess at that time likes her and claire was like you could have thrown flowers and uh, Claire is, is is trying to call someone. She's going through the yellow pages, um, so to catch a snake. And Cliff was like, "Who are you gonna call?" And Claire was like, "I'm gonna call the zoo." And Cliff was like, "The zoo? Uh, like the zoo does not want a gardener snake. A garden snake goes to the zoo to see the real snakes." And Claire says, uh, "Well, then I'll call it an exterminator." And Cliff was like, don't worry, the snake is just going to stay in the basement, you know, the they can't climb stairs. And Le- Claire was like, well, snakes climb trees, so how do they get up in the trees? And Cliff says, because they fall off of a cliff. That does not make any sense, okay? No, that doesn't make sense. Um, yes, this is not a scientific fact. So now we cut to Theo's uh, room where um, they're planning Cockroach's party and Cockroach mentions that the party has to be over at 10.30. It sucks because it's at his parents' house. And Cockroach says, you know, this wouldn't be a problem if we got our own apartment. And they start thinking about, like, time when they finish high school, they can go get an apartment together, you know, um, a, pa- a bachelor pad, and you know, it would just be, like, bearskin rugs and everything. And Denise comes in to let them know that dinner is almost ready. And Cockroach tells Denise, like, to come to his house next Saturday uh, for the party. She's like, I can't. I'm going to college next Saturday. And uh, Cockroach is like, it's okay. You know, in a few years, uh, you can come to uh, my party at my apartment overlooking the river. I have an apartment uh, filled with bearskin rugs that women like, that women like. Um, I don't really care about bearskin rugs. Um, That's not i've never i don't think i've been to someone's house that had a bearskin rug is a bearskin rug first of all is a bearskin rug um an actual uh skin of a bear because that call PETA, okay that ain't right i i'm first of all i'm i don't like animals i don't like insects i don't like (laughs) i guess sometimes i don't like humans but um i but i'm not i'm against like trying to kill Especially for clothes. I wouldn't want to kill an animal just so I have fur on my clothes. That's not my thing. So, a bearskin rug. I, if someone had that, you know, you better call PETA. And so, Denise sarcastically says, you know, oh, yeah, women love those things. Even though that's not what they do. Like, And so, Denise was like, do you know what else women also like? They like curtains that open and close with remote control. I didn't know that uh, at that point they had... This is so sad to say that. I didn't know at that point they had remote control for curtains that open and close. I wonder when that was created. Uh, or if that was like the... At that time it was a big thing. Um, of course, where I live, we have uh, curtains that open and close. But it's because it's too high of a distance for us to actually manually open and close. Uh, so, but... And Theo was like, you know, 
I'll remember that. Uh, but Denise, she was just joking around it. It wasn't serious. So we cut to the kitchen and Vanessa asks if the exterminator uh, catches the snake, will he kill it? And Claire was like, well, I asked him not to. Uh, and Claire believes that all lives are precious. Uh, I wish that was the case, you know, with um, Black Lives Matter because Black Lives do matter. Uh, all our, as a black people, our lives do matter. So I wish that was the case. Uh, you know, because we don't want to put, you know, reptiles in a higher standard than Black Lives Matter. And so then Rudy asked, like, what about spiders? And Claire was like, spiders, too, deserve to live. And everyone starts, like, saying, like, snake, um, sharks and snugs, <laughs> slugs. So everyone was like, what about sharks? What about slugs? Like, and Claire was like, okay, I'm over this conversation. And so Theo and Cockroach come down for dinner and Cockroach says, thank you for inviting me over for dinner. And the exterminator comes up and he says he didn't see the snake. He couldn't see it. He couldn't find it. He looked everywhere. He says it's hard to find snakes in the basement because there's so many hiding spots because, you know, with a basement, uh, whenever you don't want something, you, you put it in the basement and it just starts cluttering up. And I, I understand this because uh, our basement is a hot mess uh, because it, had, it has 35 years worth of things in our basement. And I during the pandemic lockdown, I, I did organize a whole bunch of things, but I still have so much work to do. And like, it, it, the, basically the exterminator says it's like a great hiding spot for a spider. And he calls the basement a snake heaven. And Claire says, well, maybe the snake left the house. Uh, and <laughs> the exterminator says, not likely. This is the time of the year that snakes hibernate. And Denise was like, hibernate? And he's like, yeah, it will, hi it will stay here until next spring. And Cliff says, well, the snake can't climb uh, stairs. The exterminator is like, where did you hear that? Uh, that's not true. They can climb upstairs, water pipes, they can climb anything. So they basically will end up living with the snake. And, uh, Cl Cliff was like, well, it doesn't get that big. And, uh, the exterminator is like, where did you hear that? The snake can grow to three or four feet. And Rudy is, like, hearing all this and she's like, I want to live in grandma's house. And so the exterminator leaves and he came with no charge because I guess he couldn't find the snake so they didn't need to charge him and nothing so they all sit down for dinner uh, that Cliff made and Claire was like we are all sitting down as dinner as a family and we just have to enjoy this even though there's a snake we have the snake in the background in our mind we gotta enjoy this dinner as a family and so Claire likes the dinner and asks Cliff like what did he put he put a whole bunch of things but the what he put for flavoring was eel and when everyone heard that, they jumped up and left. They were like, this is disgusting. Why would you put eel? What's with the, I, what is with Cliff's like ideas of putting all these weird stuff? You remember the cow tongue? Uh, I, that was in season one. But like, it's like, why, why Cliff? Like, why, what's with this stuff? Your, your kids are like, normal kids they, they like to have the basics you know chicken wings you know all that stuff but oh, this is gross so everyone leaves the dinner table and it's nighttime and claire asks cliff you know am i gaining weight and she's like be honest and uh cliff says um 
like I can't be honest like if I be honest you're gonna be angry at me uh and so well as we know she Felicia Richard definitely did gain weight but not not in her face like she gained weight in her stomach of course because she was pregnant so I wonder what was in the writer's mind with, with this scene was this like a filler because you know you gotta meet that quota of the 24 minutes of or of the 22 minutes of the episode and so I don't know that because she's pregnant they decided to use that you know there's certain shows that like pick fun of the what happened in real life like if you remember like in the freshman Sibelair the Aunt Viv changed from um Janet to Daphne and of course the skin tones are such a big difference and you know Jazz Jazzy Jeff uh, says uh oh doesn't she look different and Will looks at the camera and be like well we know because we changed the actor that plays Aunt Viv so I wonder if that's the they're uh talking about her pregnancy I'm not sure um, but I feel like this was such a filler for the episode. And so, uh, Claire mentions that, you know, it was hard for Rudy to sleep because of the snake and she ended up sleeping with Vanessa because she was so scared. And Claire, you know, mentions like she hated scary movies and Cliff was like, well, why did you always ta make me take you to those scary movies when we were young? And Claire was like, well, there is a reason because she would jump up and s basically sit in his lap. And it was more of like a cuddling time. It wasn't because she wanted to see the movie. And so um, Claire goes to the bed and all of a sudden she sees the snake. She's like, the snake, the snake. I'm freaking like, she's like freaking out, you know. And so then uh, and she ends up like pushing Cliff down. So you can't even see anything. You can't get up. And so Claire uh, finally gets gets him to see the, where the snake is and she's like freaking out she's like i want to scream and he's like you cannot scream you're gonna wake up the kids and so he gives her the pill to put in her mouth and she's like, <laughs> like she's like screaming like um and cliff is like are you serious you know <laughs> and so cliff says okay i have to go get theo and claire was like you can't leave me here alone and then he's like well then you go get theo and she's like i'm not getting out of this bed and Claire would, like, chokes Cliff, basically. And Cliff was like, okay, we need to try to get uh, get this snake. And so Cliff sees where the snake is, and he takes one of the pills that Claire was holding and taking the uh, pillow cover case and gives it to Claire and says, you're going to catch it. I'm going to tell the snake to go the other side. And so she tries to go down, and she, he says, oh, it's already on that side. She freaks out and jumps and goes all the way and hides by, behind the bathroom. And uh, Cliff was like, hey, we got to do, well, let's do this again, but we're going to get the snake to come closer to the bathroom side instead of the other side of the bed. And eventually Claire catch the snake. Um, congratulations to Claire Huxtable, uh, you know, because she was freaking out throughout this whole day, you know, and she's so happy. She's like, I got the snake. I got the snake, you know, and uh, Rudy and Vanessa knock the door and be like, what is going on? Because, of course, they're making so much noise. And, and, you know, Claire was like, I caught the snake. And they're both so happy because, you know, they don't need to live with this stupid snake, basically. Um, and Cliff says that he is going to get dressed up and take the snake out of the country because we're not going to kill the snake. Good on them. And Rudy was like, can I see the snake? And uh, Rudy looks and she's like, oh, it's very small. And so they decide they're going to go to bed. And Vanessa makes this comment to Rudy 
that Claire hears, um, I hope the snake didn't make any babies. And Claire freaks out, just like, oh no! Like, you know? And we end the episode right there. Uh, this is a good episode, not really my type. I, like, it's not my go-to episode that I would go watch, but I have seen this multiple times, of course. Um, and there were a few guest stars. So we had Carl Anthony Payne, who played a cockroach. We had Leonard Jackson, who plays the exterminator. He's been in Boomerang, The Color Purple, and a whole bunch of other um, movies and TV shows. And, of course, we had Peter Costa playing Peter. And uh, one note I gotta say that I saw at the end of this episode was that this episode was dedicated to Brenda Thomas. Uh, and so I looked up who she was. She was an assistant to the producers. Not sure what happened to her. There's nothing that really said that, you know, she passed away. Um, so I'm not sure what happened. I kind of wish, you know, I of course, this is, this is the... 80s so it's harder to know what really happened if they weren't famous so I feel like it like she did pass away I'm assuming that's why they dedicated this episode there's another episode in season three that is de dedicated to another person so we'll look into what happened to that other person but yeah I want to mention that and of course we're missing Sabrina LaBeouf in this episode, even though she is in the main credits. The lesson for this episode is that snakes' lives are as precious as human life, according to Claire Huxville. <laughs> and, but as I said, um, before that, I feel like it's Black Lives Matters. Right now, we gotta push for that. We need to be as equal as every other lives that are living on this earth, even like cute animals, because sometimes it's, it's crazy how... Um, how animals like dogs and cats get so much more better treatment than black people it's pretty sad so we uh, for me it would be make sure that black lives are always matter but that the lesson for this episode is that snakes lives are as precious as human life the question are for you guys is is the question i have for you guys are are you scared of snakes? Let me know. I am definitely scared. I do not want to be close to a snake. You know, one of the reasons why I don't want to be in Australia is because of all the crazy insects that they have. And it's just, it scares me. But I also want to see Australia because it's such a beautiful continent. But yeah, I'm scared of snakes. But let me know if you're, you know, if you're afraid of snakes. Uh, using the hashtag uh, bring him back alive, um, which is b-r-i-n-g-e-m back alive uh, at black tv shows pod at twitter and instagram and the next episode is the uh, episode 50 we're halfway through this year's episode we're, we're gonna uh, already have scheduled we're gonna have episodes all the way till episode 100 for this year so we are at the halfway point as of next episode which is crazy episode 50 the cosby show season 3 episode 2 food for thought i hope you guys are all having a lovely first day of summer um and i will see you guys on the next one and we're gonna end this podcast with Nicki minaj with her song Anaconda. See you all in the next one. My Anaconda don't, my Anaconda don't, my Anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. Boy, toy named Troy used to live in Detroit. Big dope, stealing money, he was getting some coins. What's the shootouts with the Lord?
Club. I said, 